What an honor, what a blessing to be able to come to you from Nairobi to bring the word of the Lord on this Mission Sunday. Pastors Jack and Carol and your awesome team, Amy joins me in sending all of our love to you. Thank you so much for this privilege. Pastor Jack, we're still remembering three months ago, you poured out to our church so powerfully. Our hearts are overflowing with a good theme, not overwhelmed with a bad scene. What a message you so powerfully and graciously brought to our congregation. Thank you so very much. Today, I want you to go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We're going to begin reading from verse 16, 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Paul said, so we do not give up, for even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is renewed every single day. We view our slight, short-lived troubles in light of eternity. We see difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal, weighty glory far beyond all comparison because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. The Apostle Paul and his companions, though they faced so very much, they did not give up. They would not give up. And verse 17 tells us why. We view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal, weighty glory far beyond all comparison. You know, I believe if someone asked each of us about the world, the world and our purpose and our place in it, I believe by far that our answer would sound something like this. Our answer would be, we have a desire to make a difference with our life and to invest it in ways that really matter. We have a difference or a desire to make a difference with our life and to invest it in ways that really matter. To see this desire become a reality, God has something to say about it. He encourages us to think about our life from the standpoint of eternity, of eternity, to ponder and to devote ourselves to the eternal, as did Paul. The bottom line with God is this, let the things that we invest in on earth count for eternity. God knows that it's when we lose sight of eternal things that we often lose our way in this life. We become solely focused on the here and now. And without a doubt, this COVID-19 season has been quite the challenge not to focus are not to allow ourselves to focus on the immediate. It has been, and it continues to be a struggle. It continues to be a fight to avoid getting caught up with the grave concerns of this present world, a world that is rocking, a world that is reeling. Today, I want to minister the message, living life focused on the eternal. Living life focused 
on the eternal. Paul says we don't focus our attention in verse 18. We don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. What are the unseen things that the scriptures say are eternal and they're worthy of our investment? They're worthy of our attention. They're worthy of our focus. Here are a few. First, God is eternal. And our relationship with God is the only relationship that will last forever. It's the only relationship that will last forever. Jesus said in John chapter 27 and verse 28, the sheep that are mine, they hear and they are listening to my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give them eternal life and they shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages. To all eternity, they shall never by any means be destroyed. And no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. Secondly, the souls of men and women are eternal. All people will spend eternity either in heaven or in eternal darkness. John chapter 3 and verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, and whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, but he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. The message of the good news of Jesus Christ comes to a focus in these passages. God paid the highest price that he could pay. He paid with the life of his son, thereby offering eternal life with him in heaven to every eternal soul who hears and receives this good news. This is what drives us. This is what motivates us to continue preaching. This truth is what motivates us to continue living for Jesus. Jesus. This truth is what drives us to give our faith promise, even in a pandemic. Every waiting soul is to be reached with the gospel because every soul is worth it. Every soul is of great value. In Luke chapter 15, Jesus told three parables. The parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, and the lost son. We touched on this briefly when we were together six months ago at your Great Imaginations Conference. Each of these parables, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son, they all display just how much a lost soul is worth and the great links that God will go to in order to find the soul that is lost. Jesus said that your soul is worth more than the rest of the world put together. In Mark chapter 8 and verse 36, Jesus asked, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? It's next to impossible, church, for us to grasp what is meant by the whole world. For this is not only the physical or the geographical world. This includes the business world, the scientific world, the intellectual world. Jesus said the soul is worth more than all the world. 
Why is our soul of such value? Well, the value of our soul is measured by its eternal quality. It will never die. Another reason that our soul is so valuable is that the value of our soul is measured by the devil's interest in it. Satan is greatly at work in the world, and he is after our soul. The shepherd who lost his sheep, the woman who lost her coin, and the father who lost his son, they all had to stay focused on the worth. They all had to stay focused on the value of what was lost. Each one of them, they had to avoid at all costs the panic and chaos of the moment that would cause them to stop looking. And so must it be with us. It was the worth of what was lost that drove them to do whatever was necessary to recover that which had been lost. What are the unseen things that are eternal that demand my attention and my focus. Thirdly, God's word. God's word is eternal. It's ever abiding. Mark 13, 31, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. His word still has the power to save. It still has the power to deliver. It still has the power to heal. This is why we must preach it to all men everywhere. This is why we must continue to stand our course and stay faithful even in difficult times. The writings of every other teacher or philosopher will fade away, but the wisdom of God in Scripture remains forever. Fourthly, Jesus taught that he is coming back and that we should always be ready and looking for his coming to go and be with him forever. Matthew 24, 42, watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. Our time here is limited. We must not slacken. We must stay focused. So if all of this is true, which it is, how then can I attain and live with an eternal perspective. When everything around me in this present moment, when everything around me right now is so chaotic, when things are moving at a fast pace and we just can't hardly figure our way through sometimes, how can I, how can I maintain that eternal perspective? Well, to live life focused on the eternal, number one, live less focused on the temporal. Live less focused on the temporal. Verse 18 of our text says, we don't focus our attention on what is seen because what is seen is temporary. We must focus not on this world which is passing away, but we are to set our heart, we are to set our affections on things above where Christ dwells, where Christ is seated where Christ rules and reigns, taking his good news, his message of life to all men everywhere that they too can rise up. They too, as eternal beings, can receive Jesus as Savior and Lord and rise up and live with him and overcome in this life and the next. You see, this world system is built on immediate gratification and living for current pleasures. 
Now listen carefully. This statement does not advocate going through each day with no clarity, walking around in a fog, in doing life. We must focus on our jobs. We must focus on our housing, our the paying of our bills, our shopping list, and our daily necessities. But here's the challenge in it all. We have to learn to develop the ability to evaluate our earthly activities from an eternal perspective. What's driving me presently? That's a good question to ask. Am I truly seeking to focus on what is of eternal value? In truth, this life is temporary, but most of us act like it's permanent. At least we do over here in Africa. Not sure about you there in Australia, but we live our life as though it's permanent. We can so easily focus all of our time, all of our energy, all of our effort on temporal things. But God wants us to understand that we were created for eternity and that there is a bigger picture to see. We have an eternal purpose. Our trials and our hardships are temporary, but God's love and God's faithfulness are permanent. In contrast to the things that are eternal, here's what the scriptures have to say about the temporal. James 4 says, our life is like a vapor. It appears for a little while and then vanishes away. 1 John 2.15, the world is passing away and also its lust, earthly glory, fame, and worldly recognition is all fading and will pass away. Matthew 6, 19, do not lay up treasures on earth because rust and moth destroy them. Earthly wealth will not last, so lay up your treasures in heaven. Today is when we must begin living for the eternal, investing in those things that are eternal. Secondly, I want you to take a moment and consider, how can I live with an eternal perspective? Consider with me, a line, a line that represents eternity. This line is infinite in both directions. Beginning with eternity past. Eternity past, and this line continues through to eternity future. How would we represent our years here on earth in reference to that line? How would we represent our years on this earth in reference to that line? Well, our life here would be nothing more than a dot on that line. Now, keep in mind, this is an eternal perspective, and it compels us to consider investing our lives in the line instead of the dot. So how do we live focused on the eternal number two? We live for the line, not the dot. Live for the line and not the dot. The dot represents the immediate. The dot represents the moment. The dot represents decisions that center around my world. Decisions that center around my career, my pleasure, my success. But the line represents the perpetual, the eternal, the unending before and beyond. It represents God's realm, but it also represents our realm because we are eternal beings. If we're honest, church, we often live our life focused on the dot and not the line. Romans chapter 8 and verse 32 says, if God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, 
embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son. Is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? When we are totally identified with Christ, when we fully belong to Jesus, we embrace his values and we obey him, then we are living for the line. Rick Warren says it this way, when we live in light of eternity, our values change. When we live in light of eternity, our values change. When we live for the line, keeping an eternal perspective on life, it gives us clarity as to why we are here. We remember that we are part of our heavenly father's family, the family of God, the body of Christ. When we keep fresh in our minds, both the present and the eternal benefits of being a part of this family, we will want more and more people to join us in this family. A focus on eternal things reminds us this is why I'm here to enlarge and to expand God's family. If we live for the line and not simply the dot, then we can look forward to sharing in Christ's eternal glory. Hallelujah. That time when he is exalted and honored when every knee bows to his lordship. Listen to be the future reality of eternity with Jesus. It helps us endure and helps us go through this life. It helps us with purpose through our present struggle. It helps us through the pain and the questions and the trials. This is why Paul could say in Romans 8, 18, I consider our present sufferings insignificant compared to the glory that will soon be revealed in us. Oh, church, stay focused on the eternal. Stay focused on the eternal. Live for the line. Live for the line, not the dot. I close with this quote from Leonard Ravenhill. He says, five minutes into eternity, and we will wish that we had sacrificed more, wept more, loved more, grieved more, prayed more, sweated more, given more. Join me as we pray right now. Heavenly Father, we so often find ourselves caught up in the moment, the here, the now. Lord, with everything that we're going through globally, it's hitting home, oh God, we're so caught up. We find ourselves so caught up in the moment, Father, so consumed with what is happening at this time in the earth, at this time in our life, that we can lose sight of the big picture, the why behind it all. Lord, am I living for the line or am I living for the dot? Father, what changes do I need to make in order to live more for eternity in my everyday life? What changes, Lord, need to be made in what I value, in how I spend my time, changes in my priorities? I ask you for a renewed, eternal perspective to live a focused life of understanding and fulfilling my eternal purpose. Lord, we stand today with Imaginations Church. We agree together, my Father, that you continue to pour out richly, abundantly, above and beyond upon this incredible congregation of men and women, strength, wisdom, provision, all that they require. Thank you 
for all that they are and all that they do for your kingdom, for your glory around the earth. Bless them, Father. Bless Pastor Jack, Miss Carol, incredible leadership team. Lord, use them mightily as they continue to go forth in the earth. We thank you. We give you praise. We give you the glory as we keep our eyes on you, Jesus, author and finisher of our faith. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.